Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and just rest if you want to take a deep breath. Put aside the cares of your day, whatever you're involved in. Just let the Lord guide you. Just let your soul rest, fall back into his arms. Just recognize how much he loves you. that he has given you everything you need for life and godliness. That you've already entered the kingdom. There are no more requirements. There's nothing else you need to do to please him. You and he are working together to restore your soul to your spirit. Not your spirit to God, but your soul to your spirit. And it's through that process that you're learning to live as a spirit. It's through that process that we're learning how to not be dependent on our soul or our body or our flesh, which is simply our soul doing its own thing, whatever it can to control its own circumstances, its own situation. God alone can free you from your flesh, your self-controlling things, your soul being out of control. Only God can reunite your soul and spirit. That's God's goal for you. It's not so that you can achieve a certain level of holiness or godliness or anointing or giftedness so that you could help him bring in whatever's coming next, or change the world, or change your community, or fulfill your destiny or purpose. Those things have already been done. Your destiny has already been fulfilled because your spirit is already one with God. Under the law, humans had to qualify 
in order to know God. They worked to know him. They they followed the law to know God, to be in relationship with him. Their actions, their behaviors qualified them to be in some kind of a relationship with God. You and I, because of what Jesus did, because of God sending his son to pay the debt that we all owed and fill the gap, we now are active and involved in our life, what's going on here on this earth, not so that we can have a relationship with God, but because we have a relationship with God. Not so that we can enter the kingdom, but because we have already entered the kingdom. Not so that we will deserve eternal life, but because we have already received eternal life. Not so that God will meet our needs, but because he has already met them all. We we can now share his character. Remember, God's nature is to love, and he shows and expresses that love by giving. by expressing, by sharing, by creating. And you and I have that same nature now. So we are learning how to live according to a spirit nature. We're all starting from a different starting point. We all have a different soul that God has given us and a different body that God has given us and different flesh that God has given and allowed to grow. God knows about your flesh. It's not a surprise to him. If we didn't have That flesh, if we didn't have those defects, we wouldn't be going through the process. And it's through that process that we come to value God, to appreciate what spirit is, who God is, his character. It's we learn through what we go through. Just as Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered, we learn what spirit life is through the process of restoration of our soul to our spirit. So the process is very important. 
God could just give a second thought and we would all be restored fully into him. Why doesn't he do that? Because we would not benefit. We would not have the opportunity to experience spirit life, to experience God. So he allows the things that are going on in our lives. We all know so often we think that because God loves us and if we do what's right, whatever that is, everything will be fine. We won't have trials or tribulations. We won't have problems in our lives and tragedy. And yet he promises in the, in the Bible that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. So we don't want to read into our circumstances how well we're doing. If you have any questions about how well you're doing, ask God. Lord, am I missing you someplace? Is there an area? In fact, let's just all think about that now. Let's bring that before him. Lord, is there an area in my life that I'm holding back from you? Is there an idea or a concept or a new thing or a past thing that I'm avoiding talking to you about? For whatever reason, Lord, I don't want anything between me and you. So, Lord, I give you permission to do whatever's necessary because I'd much rather be made whole, spirit, soul, and body, than hide anything from you or hold on to or protect any area from your view. Lord, do whatever. I've given you permission to do whatever pleases you. Because I know you want what's best for me, and I know that who I truly am Spirit has already given you permission and has already agreed that what you're going to do and what you're doing is good for me. So we've been talking about things that we can do to participate in the process of being conformed into oneness, spirit, soul, and body. Again, our our problem isn't between us and God. I know I say that over and over and over again, but we need to be reminded over and over and over again because so many of our beliefs and, and our thoughts center around pleasing God. That when we fail, he's disappointed. 
He's not. And we don't need to please him. He knows your end from your beginning. We simply and merely want to participate as much as we can in what he's doing. And our approach is that we are a spirit being, and that's the way God created us that has a soul and lives in a body. And those last two, especially the last one, our body, is temporary. Now, I don't know how long we've had the soul that we have now and how long we will have it. I don't know. But I do know, or at least pretty strongly suspect, that it's not eternal that our soul was created and given to us, put in our body, and having that blank space that is meant to be filled by spirit. Now, we have learned to live out of our soul and to a lesser extent out of our body. But once we are born again, it's not the body that changes. It's not the soul. We talk about saving our soul. Not really. It's really our spirit that's born again, reborn. We are re-spirited. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So the day after you're saved, you still got the same body. You still got the same soul. Now, sometimes God makes big changes right off the bat. He may heal aspects of your body. He may enlighten and change and restore parts of your soul. But it's the same soul, and it's the same body. And I think we need to clarify that. I think that's one of the reasons people backslide because they still struggle. They still have problems. They still have anger and doubt, and the circumstances haven't changed. They're they're still without a job, or they're depressed, or whatever. And so they think, well, it didn't take, or I didn't get saved, or there is no God, it was all a joke, or I did something wrong. And if we are clear about why everything isn't changed in the twinkling of an eye, I think people will get a lot more freedom and peace from understanding where, where the change really took place. That's in the spirit. You were dead in your spirit. Now you're alive in your spirit eternally. You've received everything you need for life and godliness here in this earth and beyond. You've been brought into who God is, merged into him. 
Now, I think if we actually started to believe that and act on it, God may even have to slow us down because it is such an unfamiliar concept, yet alone the power and authority and creativity that would come as we truly experience and believe the truth about who we now are. As we, as we begin to see who we are, we begin to see who God is. And as we begin to see who God is, we begin to see who we are. And so many of our problems, so many of the challenges we struggle with, start to be put into the proper perspective that there are circumstances and problems in our lives to overcome. There's a reason we're called overcomers. And it's not because there are no challenges. It's because we've overcome them. So we want to embrace whatever opportunity God has put in front of us right now. And we thank God, we thank you, Lord, for the situations we're in. Because whatever it is, whatever situation we're in, whatever situation you are in, whatever situation I'm in, working to overcome or struggling with or denying even, God has that there because it's the shortest route for you to be restored spirit, soul, and body. It's not for his benefit, per se. You know, he doesn't worry about what other people think about him. He doesn't need anybody's help in accomplishing his goals here on this earth. Now, he may put you in a situation where you get a front row seat, but that's all it is. And he may say, I want you to participate by doing this, that, and the other thing. That's fine. But nothing is dependent on you. He's not counting on you. He doesn't need your help. But he wants your involvement. Why? Because he loves you. And he loves to share his excitement, his creativity, his love. And he wants to share those things with us first, with those who love him and who've been re-spirited. We get to be first partakers at any given time. Now, again, we don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know what the next, you know, thing after our life here on this earth. We really have no idea what that is. And we don't know what's after that and after that or before this. Now, we can discuss and we've talked about how time is a created thing. God created time. So even when we're talking about the time before our life here, where were we, that's a 
supernatural aspect. That's not spiritual. That was something that was created. So right then and there, anything that was created, you have authority over. This is why we're told to redeem the time. Make it your servant rather than your master. How do we do that? It's a process. And we go over a lot of the same things over and over again. And in a lot of ways, there are basics. But if you do these basics, you're in a great position for God to reveal himself to you. For God to sharpen your hearing and your vision and your ability to perceive him and to begin to walk with him. And then God can take you from there. He's teaching each one of us something different and and revealing himself differently to each one of us. Now, there's going to be things in common just because our soul, we have aspects of our soul in common and aspects of our body in common. And then we all share this crazy world. So there are things that we can share. And we can share our experience with God and how we get to know him and what he's like and our experiences with him. But they're never for comparison's sake. They're never for, okay, if I'm a good Christian, this is how I'll experience God. I'll know I'm doing it right if this happens because this is what happened with this other person. No, we're not, we're, we're not going that direction. Instead, ask the Lord. If you're spending time with him and waiting on him and he reveals himself to you in a certain way, that's all that matters. And regardless of how it is, he reveals himself. And sometimes we think it's going to be a certain way, and so we, we miss him. We miss saying, okay, that's God revealing himself. Very often because, oh, well, that's the way he's always revealed himself. Well, that's fine. If that's the way God's always revealed himself to you, still small voice or through a song or a sunset, That's all that matters is being in relationship with him. And also remember, especially if you're struggling with things, God is working on them. In his way, in his time. And it may be that he's distracting you by that thing you're struggling with while he focuses on something far more important to him. You may find out about it, you may not. You may just wake up one morning and feel that weight gone. That struggle gone. His ways are not our ways. It's not about understanding him or, you know, whatever the feel his presence or whatever. His ways are not our ways. And as we let him teach us his ways, 
we are more and more brought into unity, spirit, soul, and body. So we've been talking about spending time with him at night, making space for him. He's a real person. He's got his own way of being with us, and he wants us to to recognize his presence. And the more inviting we can be, the more we are setting our mind and our heart and our body to be receptive to his presence. So go ahead and put a chair there. Where are you going to sit with him? And just be confident that he's there. He's with you. Because remember, he always is. It's a guarantee. There's no place he can go or remove himself. He fills everything. He created everything. He is everything and everywhere. So he's he can't not be with you. So he's there. But we want to be participating and available for whatever it is he wants to do. So have a way of setting an expectation that, okay, Lord, have a seat. I'm just going to spend some time with you. It's in the middle of the night. Everything's quiet. Just spend some time with him. Now, and then as you want to pursue this, if you want to, again, set your alarm clock, get up in the middle of the night in whatever way works for you. Acknowledge his presence and listen. Don't necessarily hear something. Don't strain. Don't expect to hear something, but just be available. Now, don't expect that, okay, since you've done this and you've checked off all the, everything on the list, that he's going to make himself known to you in a particular way the first night. Now, we do have a guarantee that those who seek and keep on seeking, find. And for those who knock and keep on knocking, the door will be opened. Let the Lord respond as he chooses. You just make yourself available. He will respond because he wants to. And it's through that, making him available, he is doing a work of restoring your soul, reuniting your soul to your spirit. He knows what you need far better than you do. So we've talked about times when when he wakes you up, and we've talked about times when you get up. What about when you just can't sleep? When you get up and it's not necessarily that he woke you up or you can't get to sleep. Rather than trying to work at quieting your mind or finding something else to fill the time like reading or watching TV or cleaning the fridge, take that time, take that opportunity to spend time with the Lord turning your focus from yourself to a 
spirit of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. Make yourself available in the sheer naked faith that he is already there waiting for you to wait for him. Now we've talked a little bit about what else goes on at night. Because this is such a great time for the Lord to make himself known, it's also a time of activity for all our enemies, the world system, our own flesh, and the devil. So the reasons the Lord likes to visit us at night are also the reasons that make the night seasons an excellent time for demonic activities. When we are asleep, we are most vulnerable to the enemy's suggestions. And if he can get us to believe his lies at night, we are more ready to accept them as truth in the cold light of day. This is one of his tricks. And this is one of the things we need to learn. So be aware that the night is a battleground. Especially if you are choosing to seek the Lord on your own, you are treading into the enemy's territory. Territory that he has illegally laid claim to. Now the night seasons belong to you. But he, has, uh, he, he says, no, they're mine because it's dark. He will put up a fight. So be prepared to recognize his presence and exercise your authority over all your enemies as necessary. Over time, you may find much more going on in your life in the night seasons than you ever thought possible, which may in turn cause you to change your priorities during the day. Don't be surprised by this at all. This is exciting and important stuff. And the Lord wants you to enjoy learning, to depend on him for this kind of warfare as well. So take some time, spend some time with the Lord in the night seasons, and find out how he does things. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the next next week at the same time. Until then, if you have any questions, you want to drop me a line at diane at org. I try to respond as quickly as possible. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.